is Matt Pack from uh, the CFSL AD of Auburn University and the Southern Fried Podcast. Uh, you know, maybe you've got a product or a service that you want to sell, or you know, you want to get some more people get their eyes or ears on uh, what you what you have what what you got going on there. Well, if you want a guy with a voice that sounds like mine trying to sell your stuff, hey, we could do that. Wow. We'd love to have a sponsor, and uh, well, you know, anything within reason, but sweet tea is preferred, but hey, just let us know. Welcome to CFSL Southern Fried Podcast. I am David Ware, joined by none other than Mr. Matt Pack, as usual. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing good, buddy. How you doing? Uh, a little bit rested after last week, finally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> last week was uh, it's 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 like I guess it's like Christmas, but we have it four times a year in the CFSL. Uh, you know, recruiting. Uh, it's you know, uh, teams get a chance to either just retool a little bit or to completely reload, depending on what their uh, situation is, and it's uh. Every year it gets more and more hectic. So uh, this year was the most hectic so far. It was. Uh, this is my third season recruiting and by far the most hectic. Uh, starting with the transfer portal, you know, uh, we talked about it in our last episode about how crazy the transfer portal would be, and it was very crazy. Um, and... Uh, but it was fun, though. I mean, honestly, it was fun seeing a lot of the guys who last year played in the MAC, and now they're going to get their opportunity at a Power Three school. Uh, well, and so well, it'll be fun to see. Well, yeah, it is. And, you know, a lot of guys came in, and they came in late, maybe, or they came in and didn't know exactly what they wanted to do or how sure they were about it. And then they saw how the league worked, or, you know, they came in new, you know, uh, after – actual recruiting was over and built a player. And, uh, you know, one way or another, they thought, hey, man, this is something I really want to do. I want to get involved. I want to get, you know, uh, I want my player to be, you know, this way or that way. And uh, so their amount of talent in the transfer portal was unprecedented compared to most seasons. And uh, with ADs, with a lot of ADs, uh, I guess everybody has their different strategies, but with a lot of ADs, I think that some guys wanted to go for players who were at least, from a talent perspective, uh, somewhat of a proven commodity. You know what I mean? Uh, and mm-hmm. so those guys were getting hit up left and right. And then there were other players who were, uh, you know, who were good, but they were, at, you know, maybe not, you know, game changing or they hadn't been so far. But they were active and they were talkative and things like that. And ADs, you know, went after guys like that. So the transfer portal was, I think, as big a success as we've had with the transfer portal ever. So, and I don't really see it changing now that we do have the Mac and the Mac's not going anywhere. So, uh, you know, the transfer portal is going to be, it's going to be wild. It is. Uh, it, it, it's fun, though. Uh and something that we, we, we had said and we're going to uh, talk about a little bit um, is we said power three, you know, because before it, was gonna, it used to be power two and 
So now we got three conferences. Yeah. The league made an announcement uh, that I want us to get into here in a little bit. But uh, what are two highlights for you um, out of the recruiting process? What are two things that really just stuck out for you? Well, uh, one thing for me, and, you know, it wasn't ever that I really doubted it, but I wanted to see if it would happen or not. And that was, could Arctic Knight, you know, Stephen Parks, could he replicate his recruiting success in the Power Three the same way he did in the MAC? You know, if he came from Bowling Green, he recruited a CFSL quality squad for that MAC team, end up, you know, being the uh, quote unquote MAC champions. You know what I mean? And, uh, mm-hmm. but I thought, okay, well, yeah, but he didn't have to recruit against. CFSL guys, you know, uh, for a lot of the time. Well, he did this season, and he was still able to put together a heck of a squad. You know what I mean? Now, he did bring a lot of guys over from Bowling Green, but that's just a perk of having coached these guys before. So you can't knock him for it, you know? Um, He knew what he had. He knew what he wanted. But he pulled a lot of guys who maybe had never even heard of him before. You know, brand new guys to the league who didn't know who he was or what was going on. So, I thought that, uh, but I thought that Arctic Knight, uh, Arctic Knight Stephen, I thought he did a great job. So uh, that was one highlight for me. Another highlight, just to be honest with you, because I go all the way back, you know, to day one, season one, is that Boise. Boise's back. You know what I mean? Uh, that team in season one. Uh, most people, a lot, most of the people in the league don't remember it, but that team in season one was special. They were very, very good. Uh, they're very difficult to game plan for, to try to deal with. And, uh, you know, then season two happened, and there were some extenuating circumstances with their AD. You know, he wasn't a bad AD, he just had too much going on. And, uh, Boys, he, you know, the whole joke that everybody's been telling for two weeks went 0 and 12, you know? Uh, yeah. Well, now Boise's back, and not only are they back, but they are in the hands of uh, Clutch, who, AD, who was AD for Clemson when they won the national championship in season eight. He was on the team in Clemson when they won it in season four. He's no stranger to success, you know? Um, and to top it off, Boise is his team. That's his favorite team. That's yeah. his that's his bunch. You know what I mean? So he is I think Clutch has always been invested, but he's he's gotta be a little bit more invested because it's his favorite team. You know what I'm saying? So I think that that's yeah. a highlight for me to see that Clutch to see Clutch get his favorite team and to see him build them the way that he wanted to from scratch, you know, basically from the ground up. He didn't loot Clemson. He didn't take a bunch of people from Clemson with him where he went. He took the team and just kind of built it from the ground up, you know? And, uh, you know, and and, in my opinion, built a heck of a squad. So, uh, you know, it's it's those two, you know, yeah, they're the new teams, and yeah, it's kind of easy. I guess they're easy answers, but Goodness, man. It was, uh, you know, those two, uh, they really impressed me this, this offseason. Yeah, so I've got two. Um, I'm going to start uh, with Michigan. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. 
I have I have a ton of respect for Allen. I come very close to playing for Allen. Um, I stay in contact with him, talk on a regular basis, and you know he's been so close for so long. And um, you know, rec- I remember you know recruiting. He struggles sometimes with you know because the season just hasn't worked out the way they want you know that he wanted to, and it's been hard to draw people in. Well, he gets a new recruiting manager, uh, recruiting coordinator, and uh, Rusty and Allen absolutely killed it in in the portal, or not or in the portal and in recruiting in general. Uh, four elite players, two five star players, and a four star. Um, they got quarterback Clayton Benny out of the transfer sure. portal. Uh, that is going to be huge for them. Um, they brought in outside linebacker Mickey McGuire, uh, elite linebacker. Um, they got elite running back Connor Darian and elite wide receiver Memphis Lane. Um, and so, and also five-star defensive tackle A.W. Thornton. Yeah. So that was really big. Um, Michigan made huge strides this offseason, and uh, I'm proud to see it happen, and I have – I have a lot of confidence that they're going to have a, a great. Well, I, I can't disagree. I, I can't uh, disagree with that at all because a Allen has been waiting on the right spot to really rebuild his program, and he's found it this season. You know, uh, the fact that he got Clayton Denny, who you know once upon a time in his first his freshman season here was a offensive player of the year nominee. Uh, you know, that's huge in and of itself. But it's the fact, I think, that he got Rusty to help him recruit. He got, you know, he's got people who are bought in. He's got people who are, you know, into the pro, you know, are into the program or into the league. They want to see it in Michigan do well. They're seeing – this is the best recruiting class Michigan's had in several seasons. And, uh, Alan, if you put the – if Alan gets the tools around him, and he gets the, the right locker room guys and stuff like that, he's dangerous. He just is because he he knows – he understands how to game plan. He understands how to run sims and how they work. And, uh, you know, if he's got the talent, I feel like he can beat anybody. So, uh, I, you know, yeah, Michigan – I feel like Michigan turned a corner in this offseason. So, uh you know, I expect big things from Michigan this season. I expect them to be uh, right in the mix for the playoffs. You know, uh, so it's, yeah, I mean, I can argue with that. Yeah. yeah. And my second highlight of the offseason, you talked about Oklahoma and uh, Lee J, what he did um, at um, the Clemson. At Bowling Green, we're not Lee I'm sorry, Arctic Knight when he yeah. did at Bowling Green. Um, well, he took several of his players with him because they wanted to follow him, and assured fame goes to Bowling Green with a lot of players right. leaving. Uh, never recruited before. Um, he's played one season in the league, and he goes out and has, in my mind, and in my personal opinion the best recruiting class in the MAC. Kent State's a close Kent State's second. close, yeah. But 
but Bowling Green's top player, uh, recruit top teams, almost every player had Bowling Green listed. And they go and find 17 players. And I'm looking at some of the players they signed. I know four of them I was yeah. trying to sign that want, they wound up signing with Bowling Green. So he went up against the big dogs and brought in 17 players. Yeah. Um, and so that was huge. I thought he had a, a great debut. Well, he did. And, uh, you know, and yeah, Zach is uh... – He's very active. He's he's trying to be as involved in the league in every aspect that he can. Uh, he's uh, very league first oriented, trying to uh, be, you know, do things do things the right way, whatever. Um, so I think Zach is uh, he's got a bright future ahead of him. He did do a great job in the free Rolling Green again. Yeah, he did take some. You know, he uh, he did. You know, go to a team that had just won the conference the year before, I guess. And some people look at it and say, oh, well, you know. But, uh, you know, that doesn't mean that much, you know, when it comes right down to it. So, uh, I guess in my opinion, you know, if we're going to bring up one more, uh, I mean, I'm going to. Uh, that's, that's Florida <laughs> State. Florida State yeah. um, has had you know, a year where they underperformed, you know, didn't make the playoffs. And uh, so what they did was they came back, they uh, unloaded a little bit of dead weight, you know, not to be too harsh. They had also had some graduating seniors and uh, they reloaded completely, you know, and uh, I know Tom is, uh, he's excited about the season. He's uh, ready to get going with the Seminoles this year. He feels good about it. And uh, Tom, when he's got the team, uh, again, like most of us, when he's got the team, uh, you know, he can put together a good game plan and he can, he can beat a lot of people. So, uh, you know, it's it, – there, there were a lot of success stories in recruiting this year, honestly. I mean, it, it – it, it, you know, I mean, Miami, I think, recruited four people, but all they did was retool what they already had. You know? Mm-hmm. I mean, Alabama, they y'all re, y'all yeah. basically retooled kind of what you already had. You know what I mean? You, you added a little depth at some positions and stuff like that, but, you know, the numbers of recruits don't jump out at you on the page. But then when you look at what who was already there, well, then that's, that's when you would have to put it all together to me. You know, so. Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, you know, all Florida State did was bring in 10 quality players. Yeah. Uh, on top of, uh, you know, Tom, uh, Tom you know, his, uh, his new player uh, and J-Mac's new player, but uh, five-star quarterback, uh, elite halfback, uh, elite wide receiver, um, he's he's very much he reminds me of Allen at Michigan and and you know even though Tom's had a little bit more success he's still been right there of, of the next level yeah. and I think this recruiting class can take him to that next level. I think it can. Uh, Florida State's not going to be an easy out. Michigan's not going to be an easy out. Bowling Green is going to be right there in the top schools in the uh, 
in the MAC. And Boise is, if anybody thinks Boise is going to be an easy out for anybody, then just because you're Boise, well, you're crazy. That's all. That's all I'll tell you. Uh, yeah. So, uh, but, I mean, there were some teams, I guess, that didn't do as much as I thought they would, maybe in recruiting, or they didn't do as much as I thought they needed to. But, uh, you know, I mean, honestly, the MAC in general, there were three or four teams in the MAC I thought that just killed it in recruiting. Um, you know, we talked about Bowling Green, uh, Kent State. We mentioned them. Goodness gracious, you know, uh, they they nailed it. You know what I mean? Uh, Chef mm-hmm. Pockets, their their head coach, he he knows how to get guys to his team. That's all there is to it. Uh, Miami of Ohio, I thought they started a little slow, but they came on towards the end of recruiting and really started picking up steam, you know? Um, and, it's, you know, I mean, and Ohio picked up some quality players as well. The Bobcats did. So, uh, I mean, Ohio picked up uh, Brocco's quarterback. All right, and let me go ahead yep. and tell you now, if you think Brocco's quarterback would have looked good in the CFSL, wait till you see him in the MAC because he, you know, they're, yeah, they're good teams there, don't get me wrong, but, man, he is going to put up numbers, crazy numbers. If the game plan is right, if the numbers are right, he's going to – Murray is going to make noise in the MAC, and he's going to be the most anticipated transfer of season 11 if he decides to do that. <laughs> You know, um, yeah. yeah, by far. Yeah. Well, you know, I want to I want to do something I know you won't do, and I respect the, the heck out of you for it. But, uh, you know, you came in, you know, last season, you, you had some, some point sanctions. You couldn't recruit as much as everyone else. And then you had some guys flip on you at the last minute. So you were shorthanded last season and, uh, you had some points open up this year and dude, you killed it. Um, You continued your streak in my three years of recruiting. You have once again, one of my top targets in the whole recruiting class. You found a way to steal. I didn't steal it from you. I hate him the whole time, but go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) But you are three for three in seasons. And, 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 but I mean, you added some great monsters. You added, you just added a lot of quality. Uh, Auburn, you know, you guys were in all the way to week eight, possibly making the playoffs with, I believe you said five players less pretty much. Um, four, four, four to be fair. To be fair, we were, if, if you're counting, if you're just going straight on three stars, we we're four players shorter than anybody else. So, so four players less. And I'll tell you what, you guys are going to be scary this year. You're motivated. Um, you added a ton of players. I mean, I, th- I think you had one of the one of the better recruiting classes as far as filling the needs that you that you needed. Um, you know, you got your Oklahoma, you got your Boise State, who are building all new teams, but you found a way to add the pieces needed. Um, and I thought you did a wonderful job with that. Well, thank you. Uh, we. Uh... We went in with the mindset that um, this is our chance to show people who we really are. 
and it starts with recruiting. You know what I mean? And I was I, I, I've been very lucky to have uh, EJ Ruiz, Newman, uh, Jesus Dust, you know, Sean Flower Day uh, to help me in recruiting this season. And uh, we 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 prioritized our targets. We went after our targets. You know, we didn't get everybody we went after. Nobody does, you know. Uh, but some of the big, big needs or certain players that we wanted, we nailed. We were able to get. And, uh, you know, I was very pleased with that. Um, you know, uh, it's – to me, it's just exciting going into a season with, uh, you know, all my points, being back on even, you know, playing field with everybody else. And, uh, you know, seeing what happens, you know. Um, I had a, one of the uh, one of the head coaches from the MAC talk to me about uh, he couldn't get any D-linemen, and then he blamed me for it. Uh, <laughs> and, and, I mean, you know, there weren't a whole lot of D-linemen in recruiting, but I needed D-linemen, so I went hard after them, and I was fortunate enough to be able to pull, you know, enough to – fill the spots I needed so it's uh you know it's sometimes I don't know sometimes it's nice to know that uh you know your tenth season in um you still have the ability to get gas to come play for you you know yeah. what I mean so yeah but I appreciate it Yes, sir. Well let's uh so we, we kind of and we could talk about every every team that did a good job um, but I know the inside blitz uh, will also probably cover some of this as well. So I don't want to go too far into it, but let's uh, let's kind of refresh everybody with the power three teams. Now the three sure. conferences, um, of course we had the sec, we had the big 10 and in the big 10 still uh, now we got Boise, Michigan, Notre Dame, Oregon, Ohio state and USC. Yeah, which yep. w- yeah, which one of those is the easy out? Uh, um, I mean, there isn't. There, there's not one. That's just it. There's not one. Um, yeah. And that's going to be a running trend through all these conferences. I feel like uh, they're just, you know, the Big Ten has gotten better and better the last few seasons, um, and this season, with the improvements that Michigan's made with the addition of Boise. Uh, you know, goodness, it's just gonna be, uh, you know, Ohio State's still Ohio State, Notre Dame's still Notre Dame. It's just, it's gonna be a bloodletting, in my opinion. Yeah, well, you know, the SEC has always been considered, um, at least for the last several seasons, a bloodbath. Uh, you know, and let's talk about the Big 12. Okay, LSU. Yeah, Nebraska, Oklahoma yes. State, Oklahoma, yes. A&M, and Texas. That conference is no easier than the Big Ten or the SEC. Well, Texas is coming off a bad year. I don't expect that to happen again. Uh, yeah, Oklahoma's new, but I think they're going to be good enough to compete. Uh, A&M is coming off a less uh, – probably a, not what they thought they'd do year, but I think they're going to be better. And the other three teams are, you know, freaking, you know, two playoff teams and then Nebraska, who had one of the best defenses in the league all year long. 
Um, again, it's I don't see an easy out there. I don't. No. I just I, I don't see a team you look at and say, okay, well, we got them. Correct. Now, the SEC, that leaves Alabama, Auburn, Clemson, Florida, Florida State, and Miami. Uh, sure. The national champions. Uh, yeah. The last two national championships are, are in, in the SEC. And, uh, you know, you got, you've got you won a championship. And then, you know, um, Florida's retooling. Uh, Florida State's retooled. So, I mean, the, the SEC, again, no – no out. Well, Florida and Florida State are the two teams that have rebuilt, and we just have to see how it comes together. I, tr- you know, Tom, he's a he's a bad AD. I I trust him to get his team where it needs to be at. Dylan at Florida at Florida, he's new, but he's he worked hard in recruiting, and he's got a good he had a good base to start with. So, you know, we're gonna you know give him the benefit of the doubt on things. You got Clemson, but it's not Clemson with the same AD. It's Lee J. Now, Lee J showed his game planning acumen at Toledo last season in the MAC. So I don't really see Clemson losing a step. And then that leaves you Alabama, Auburn, and Miami, who, well, I mean, if you go by last season, uh, they kind of went in a, in a round and round. Uh, when it comes to wins and losses, you know, Alabama beat Auburn, Auburn beat Miami, Miami beat Alabama. I mean, well, no, Miami and Alabama did not play last year. Oh, Miami. Okay. Who am I thinking of? Anyway, well, but Miami, but Miami won the SEC championship and went on to win the actual championship uh, last season. Yeah. So, uh, no, it's, uh, I mean, it's, it doesn't get any easier. That's the point. Yeah, it, it, it doesn't get any easier at all. So, absolutely, but it's it's going to be exciting. So, what's one? I'm going to put you on the spot here. What's one game next season that you are most interested to see? If you could, you only had to pick one game, what's that one game? Do I have to be involved in it, or is it, it doesn't matter? Uh, okay. Um. Texas, Texas A&M, because those two ADs love their teams. They're going to be wound up. They're going to be fired up. They're both going to have – they both have great teams. They're loaded up. And those two teams are going to go in for the kill in week eight. I think that's going to be a fantastic game. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, uh, you know, that rivalry, the first – you know, the first time they get to play, lot on the line. You know, you you want to get that the bragging rights. I think that is going to be a really good game. You got Houston Freeman, who's got a lot of experience, proving himself. You got Arctic Knight, who's coming to you know show that the MAC wasn't a fluke. So, I think it's going to be pretty exciting. I do too. Uh, I mean. Honestly, you go through all of week eight, and there's not really a bad game to look at. So, uh, you know, there's been a lot of talk in league chat about Boise and or- Boise State and Oregon, you know. And, uh, you know, we haven't seen Boise State yet, but judging by who they recruited, who their ED is, all that kind of stuff, i got a feeling they're going to be very competitive. And they're going against the Oregon team that made the semifinals last year, you know. Um, 
I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a battle, you know? Yes, sir. Let's go. You know, we like to do sports books. I want to do an over under with you as we get ready to, we're going to do a little bit shorter episode than normal. Um, But, uh, you know, in season nine, there was five new playoff teams versus season eight. Sure. Now, the exciting news, the playoffs will now have eight teams. Sure. Which is, I think that's great for, you know, it's, it allows more teams to be in it, um, you know, all the way towards the end of the season. I think it's going to be wonderful. So, over under four teams that are going to be in the playoffs this year that wasn't last year. Over under four that uh, were there last year that aren't going to be this year. Correct. Uh, under. Under because I think a lot of the same teams that made it last year are coming back to basically the same team. And uh, I think there, I think we could have three new playoff teams, especially with two extra spots. But, uh, gosh, I don't know. It's hard for me to say that there's going to be five or six new playoff teams, you know, uh, as good as some of these teams are still. So, yeah. I, I'm going to go over, and here's the only reason I'm going to go over, is I think of, like, Texas in season eight. Uh, come season nine, they were so close. You know, I figure we're going to have one or two of those teams this year uh, that were in the playoffs um, that maybe just a new team comes and gets, you know, just a little few more things go their way. So I'm going to go over, uh, and and I think that speaks to the parity of the league, though. I think that's just how talented our rosters are. Um, But it's exciting, though. Uh, Eight teams. uh, And and do you want to review how the teams will be? Put into the playoffs? Well, not really, no. Uh, it, <laughs> I mean, it's – I know that the, uh, you know, the top three uh, or the top two in each conference gonna make the, are going to make it and then there's going to be two wild cards, but the seeding is going to be decided by the polls which is made up of two-thirds ADs, one-third players. And uh, it's it gives players and coaches and everybody else a chance to vote and look and say, okay, well, yeah, well, this team might be six and two. And this, time, this team might be five and three or four and four, but who played the tougher schedule? How bad was it? And then you decide your ranking based on that, you know? And that's what's going to determine seeding. So uh, – also, it's going to make, I think, every game we play matter. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to make every game we play, uh, you know, it's it's a line on your resume, so to speak, for the playoffs. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, and think about this. You know, last year, two conferences, a top three, and each made it. Well, it was already the SEC. You know, there was already, you know, some good teams that didn't make the playoffs. Now – uh, you know, six teams, only two of them are guaranteed to make it in each conference. Yeah. Uh, you, you're going to have to really fight if you want to make the playoffs. Even with the extra spot, you're going to have to fight to show that you deserve to be in there. Uh, well, well, and that's what the playoffs are about, though. That's what, I mean, you oh, yeah. you, you got to prove yourself to be worthy to get there. And uh, I think that's what we're trying to move towards. So, um, 
you know, again, my advice would be to play every game like it's the last one you get to play this year and try to win it. Yep. Well, this did you see what G uh what GSP posted this week a couple of days ago? He posted a picture, had a glass of sweet tea. Mm-hmm. Country fried, some some pork chops. I mean, he just had a. If we had to have a meal that was a rep that showed us what our podcast is, he had it right there, and like it was a true country fried southern meal. And yeah. you know what? It's not a southern fried podcast unless we have a Uncle Pack Ramp. Oh boy. Uh- This is the spot that could be your ad if you own a beverage of some sort that is PG-13 and you want to advertise on our CFSL Southern Pride podcast, we could be hearing your name right now. So why don't you message us so we can get your sponsorship going? Uh, Well, okay. Uh... Um, okay, my my small, uh, you know, uh, calm little Uncle Pack rant today is going to be about bad Photoshop. Uh, <laughs> now I'm not I'm not calling anybody out by name. I'm not going to do that because I know everybody tries to make fun stuff, and I've never made, I've never tried to Photoshop pictures, so I, you know, I have no room to judge. I'm just judging as an outsider looking in. So, um, I for the trouble- record, I don't have any idea how to do it. Just for the record, you're a liar. Uh, there, um, I've been photoshopped into so many pictures in this league that. It. I don't know if there's like a world record that I would apply for, you know. But you know, if there is, they we should put me up for it because I've been photoshopped in so many pictures and it's ridiculous. And all of them are fun and they're you know they're funny and they're in good fun and it's all that and you know, it's I don't have an issue with it. Heck, I love it. You know, I mean it's it's nice for guys to think it's funny. Um, but. If you're going to Photoshop someone's personal image into a uh, picture to, uh, you know, get yourself popular or get some likes or some laugh emojis or whatever, how about not making it look like Frankenstein's monster standing in the hallway with his head turned around three quarters, three, uh, three quarters of the way to the back where it shouldn't even work where his neck should have already snapped by now uh and <laughs> and, and, and and you know be like and then and then put a little catchphrase below it uh i'm you know and it wouldn't bother it would bother me if it, even if it wasn't my face but it is my face and it feels like that someone took a picture of me when i was recently um hung by the neck until i was dead 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 and uh you know, uh then pose me next to like I don't know, uh a NASCAR sign or something, whatever. Um but anyway, so if you're gonna do Photoshop, again, they don't all have to be perfect, they don't have to be great, and it's fine. 
It can be funny, whatever, but don't make some kind of godless abomination and then just keep reposting it because, again, that is someone's face that you're slapping on something. So, you know, and, uh, but no harm, no foul. I'm not angry, upset, bothered, whatever. I'm just saying, you know, come on now. Let's, let's put a little bit of quality into our work. So, <clears throat> TMZ has reported no gosh. that the, the, the picture of you standing next to Big Al wearing an Alabama jersey is mm-hmm. 100% authentic. Well, um, uh, TPACK uh, has reported that you made that on your computer and you're trying to pass it off as authentic. And, um, dude, come on. I mean, I, you know, people believe that I'm sitting with NWA more than they believe I'm wearing Alabama jersey. So it, it it's it's fine. It's fine. Um, was that you saying you want to be part of the NWO? Of, of, I, no, no, not NWO. NWA, the picture that of me with NWA and or with Death Row Records or the one maybe where I'm riding the rocket. Or maybe the one where I'm riding the uh, surfboard with Shawn Michaels and Triple H. Any of those are more realistic than me in the Alabama jersey. So, yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah, it's, it's, it, 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 it is a good joke, but uh, never going to happen. <laughs> Man, it, it, is, it is fun to watch. I've seen one. I've seen all kinds of funny ones. Um, I think they will literally put your face or your body anywhere. I know. Like, I know. And it's it's worrisome at times. I, I never really know what I'm going to go into leave chat and find. Um, it's, uh, you know, because, I mean, I'm all for a good joke as much as anybody else is. It's just like I don't want something that's like, uh, you know, uncalled for or out there or whatever. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. But uh, no, most you know we haven't hit any of that, so it's uh. <laughs> but no, I don't. Uh, and again, I, I'm still not sure how that all got started, aside from the fact that Juvie and Mears, and I think Ryan Dunn, uh, decided one night that would be a fun thing to do, and it kind of just exploded from there. So I've just kind of went with it. I mean, you know, I, I don't know what to say about it. So, well, man, I appreciate you uh, taking time tonight. And, oh yeah, uh, I know our viewers have been waiting for another episode of Southern Fried. Absolutely. We, we but we had to take the we had to take last week off to focus on recruiting. Well, but I mean, we're you, back and we'll you had back to, week. You had to put Alabama together. I had to put Auburn together. Now we're back. That's just yep. that's how it works. Yep, and, and week eight, I'm excited. We we need to figure out a friendly little wager for week eight. Well, it's not going to involve me shaving my head, so just get that out. Go ahead and just check that off the list. Uh, it, I, I, no, I'm, I'm not shaving anything into my hair at all. So if we won, I wouldn't shave War Eagle, I, just to be fair. So <laughs> I got you. Well, man, we'll, we'll work on that. We'll figure it out. But I appreciate sure. you very much, man. Uh, I you too, man. 
uh, likes and subscribes to not only CS- CFSL Southern Fried, uh, Fourth and Inches, uh, yes. Cover Three, yes. The Players Corner, yep. uh, Course Inside Blitz. Um, tr- uh, Trigger's got one. We got Uncle Pat Cat's Heads. It's very fun to listen to. Um, I haven't done one in a minute, but I got one lined up. So, gotcha. Well, just make sure you guys support all of the uh, different content that we got going out there, and uh, and stay tuned. Yes, so, sir. Well, I As appreciate it, you, sir. Yeah, I appreciate you. All right. Well, you guys, you guys have a good night, and uh, again, like and subscribe, and we'll see you guys next week. All right, Tim.